And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Monday, September 19th, 2022, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Daisy Thornton and Robert O'Shaughnessy. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, the Veterans Health Administration takes on one of the pandemic's most vexing challenges. Plus, we check in with the Army's future developments for its assets that fly. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, for a lot of would-be defense contractors, the world of classified contracts is something of a catch-22. You can't get classified work without a security clearance, and you can't get a security clearance unless you have classified work. DARPA is looking to solve that problem with a new initiative called Bridges. Greg Cooperman is the program manager for Bridges. He spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about how it'll work and why it's needed. Working at DARPA now, a lot of small companies reach out and say, hey, we've got really amazing tech. We want to work with you. And, you know, talking to them, I agree. It's like, this is game-changing type of stuff. Uh, one of the areas that I'm very passionate about is exploring the new space domain. You know, think SpaceX and Amazon launching thousands of satellites out into outer space. You know, when you take that problem into the military space, you enter classified territory very quickly. And I would love to apply some of this new tech that I'm seeing from these companies into solving hard problems that we have in this quote-unquote new space domain. problem is a lot of these companies, they don't have clearances, right? They're new startups, you know, really passionate folks, but not they're not DOD companies. And the challenge is I can't express what the real problem is to them so that they can go think about it because it's classified. And they can't do classified work until they have a contract that gives them a need to know to do that classified work. And so we've been kind of dancing around this for over a year. And finally, I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way. And so that really is what birthed the Bridges Initiative is how do we bring these guys in so that we can actually connect directly to the innovator the people doing the new tech and present them the real no kidding classified problems and being able to be able to bring those solutions into the DARPA ecosystem and eventually the DOD ecosystem as a whole. And, and before we talk about how Bridges is going to work, I, I wonder if you can give us, this is probably an unfair question, some sense of what you think the scope of the problem is. In, in other words, do you have a good sense for how much of the potential innovation base out there is just inaccessible to you because of these clearance issues? <laughs> That's a, I, I think it's an unanswerable question, but I will say uh, huge. Think of where innovation comes from these days, Silicon Valley, uh, you know, people coming out of college or just passionate entrepreneurs. Uh, whenever you think of new tech that's really changing the world, you know, in the 60s and 70s, yeah, the Apollo program, uh, you know, we were seeing kind of big new things coming out of DOD space, government space almost every single week. And these days, what are the new tech advances that you're hearing coming out of the DOD land? It's not the same pace as it is coming out of the commercial world. So I would argue that Maybe 40, 50 years ago, it was 80% coming out of national labs and government, 20% out of commercial. I would say it's flipped these days. I'm making those numbers up, but I would not be surprised if it was somewhere on the verge of 80% of new developments. Uh, the pipeline to get them injected is just way too long. All right. So let's talk about how this works. I, I, I'm sure some of the mechanics still need to be worked out, but, but notionally, what, what's Bridges going to do? Yeah, that's a great question. So the idea behind Bridges it's really to enable a conversation at the classified level. Uh, and so the way we're planning to set that up is we're going to have a consortium where DARPA will 
uh, put out different topic areas. You know, some of the areas that I'm particularly interested in are next generation antennas, uh, the new space domain, or white hat hackers. Uh, and we'll say, hey, open call. Are you able to innovate in this area? Give us uh, a few pages explaining why we should let you into the classified world and why you should be able to communicate with folks at the classified level and that you can then deliver on that innovation. We'll review the different uh, white paper proposals and then we'll select per topic areas, still not settled exactly, but let's say about six companies uh, to bring in. We will then hold quarterly meetings where we'll bring in program managers from DARPA, we'll bring in uh, folks from across the government, the DOD, the IC, uh, and we'll also bring in different people to give threat briefs at different classification levels to say, hey, here's the no kidding problems. So once these folks get selected, they'll then uh, get on contract. That contract will have that quote unquote need to know, which is in uh, more bureaucratic speak, a DD-254. And so they'll be able to then uh, go get their clearances and begin having that conversation. Uh, we will pay them for their time, but really this is meant to be kind of a collaborative effort of how do we get your ideas injected into the DOD space? Uh, on top of that, we will be providing classified network uh, and telephone access to multiple sites across the country. We're still working out the final details on that, so I'm not ready to kind of say exactly where, but mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be East and West Coast locations, and that'll allow these folks to then travel to hopefully not too far from home uh, to be able to log on and then email and call different program managers or different folks that they're working with to actually continue that interaction from these meetings and say, hey, that problem that you were talking about, here's the solution and here's how I would go about doing it. What do you think? And if we like it, we'll say, absolutely. Let's turn that into a program. Let's have you then propose and let's have you be a performer. Uh, the idea is to have these small companies, quote unquote, graduate out uh, into a real full program because they're now able to actually innovate in that classified space. Uh, and in the end, we're hoping that we'll attract a lot of companies that can really provide that innovation and will grow the ecosystem uh, success begets success. So the more we actually produce out of this, the more different customers from across the DoD and IC will jump on in. And I imagine that this can grow and scale very kind of across all sorts of different departments. I hope that this kind of turns into something that spreads across all the government uh, agencies as a kind of a model of how to do business with small companies. And just to make sure I've got the sequencing right on this, that, that stage that you talked about where companies are kind of explaining to you why they should be able to see behind the curtain, is that after they're already admitted into the consortium or is there some separate no, that's how they process? apply. That's kind of how they apply into the consortium. So let's say, for example, next generation antennas. They will then say, hey, we're a company that innovates in next generation antennas. Here are some of the examples of things that we've done. Here are things that you maybe haven't thought about before. And here's our track record of success. Right? We're not just a good ideas company. Uh, we also are deliverers of those type of ideas. And we'll take a look at them and say, yeah, these are the guys that if we show them the real problems, we believe can come up with novel solutions. And at that point, we'll then give them the contract so that they can then go get the clearance. Okay. And, and so that sort of implies that DARPA is going to be running the consortium since you're going to need to have yes. some type of Sorry, I was not clear. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to outsource it to a consortium management company or something like that. No, no, no. So we're going to have a... Uh, we're looking to partner with an FFRDC or nonprofit just to help kind of run some of the day-to-day, -day, but everyone will be on contract to DARPA to be part of this consortium. Got it. Do you need to work with DCSA at all to kind of streamline this process? Because last I looked, it, it was taking about six months to get through a facility security clearance We're working process. with DCSA. 
so this is a pilot program to see how this all works out. And we're going to have lots of hiccups. Uh, we already have gone through, for example, a consortium type of model for DCSA is somewhat novel. Uh, so we already worked with them to uh, make sure that we've got the logistics of how to actually make this go through. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, there are certain things that can't really be sped up. We were told that it could be as fast as three months, uh, but three to six months, we're kind of saying that's the price of doing business uh, is that the consortium might not be ready to start for about six months after we issue a topic area. Uh, and hopefully we can figure out ways to streamline that and make it a little bit faster in the future. And to make this work, do you need to clear individual employees or is the facility security clearance really just really the key to all this? So it's a combination. Thank you for that question. It's a combination uh, of things. So a lot of these small companies already have hired people that have TS clearances and anticipation of trying to do government work. Uh, the problem is without a facility clearance and without a need to know, I as a DARPA program manager, I cannot read them into my special access programs. I cannot give them an SCI. Uh, and so as soon as they have a facility clearance license, I can then overnight turn them on to those different things. So we can onboard those folks immediately. Typically that what goes on with the facility clearance license is if you have people who are not cleared, they will have their clearances submitted simultaneously. Uh, and hopefully in three to six months, they can pop out with at least a secret clearance. Uh, but I'm hoping that we can engage at the secret level, if not up to the TSSCI SAP, as soon as those facility clearances come through. And I know we're running short on time, but before we let you go, it, you mentioned a couple specific topics that you're thinking about using this consortium for. What do those things have in common? I mean, it, 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 in, in general, how do you think about what are the right things to, to use this model yeah, for? Great question. Um, I think it's going to be very personal. Uh, to me, it's where do I see advances happening in the commercial world that haven't quite caught up to the DOD world yet, right? And so some of the things that I have been seeing, for example, next generation antennas, I'm seeing amazing advances that it just hasn't penetrated the DOD market yet. And by the time the DOD market gets around to it, we might be five, 10 years out, and I don't want to wait that long. Uh, white hat hackers, that's one. If you just go into YouTube, there's all sorts of individuals that are saying, look at all these things that I'm doing. And I'm like, hey, you should probably not be posting that onto YouTube. How about we give you a clearance and you do some work for the government instead? Uh, so I think it's going to be very personal to the individuals that want to issue these topics. And we're making it very flexible and very easy to issue different topics. Uh, it's going to be a one-pager. Uh, it's meant to be rapid and to bring on people in a rapid fashion. These are not meant to be big bureaucratic exercises. And so if some program manager says, hey, I really am thinking that I want to do next generation propulsion for spacecraft. It's like, all right, in a week or two, we can have that topic carried out and start getting in uh, solicitations from companies for who might be able to work in that area. And last thing, Greg, what are the next couple things you need to do to make this real? And what's the timeline? So we're going to be putting out a draft proposal uh, to really hear back from the small companies we're going to be working with. Uh, we or draft solicitation, sorry. We want to hear from them. Does this make sense? Is this how you guys would like to work with us? We're going to then get feedback from them. And then we're hoping that in about 30 to 60 days, we'll put out the actual initial first set of topics. And then we're going to start collecting the proposals back from them. So I'm hoping by end of the calendar year, we will be ready to roll to actually get the process started.
Greg Cooperman, a program manager at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about the new Bridges program. We'll post a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, we check in with the Army's future developments for its assets that fly. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply. 